There's a flag as. Whoa! Hello! Whoa! Uh, Jackson has completed his last 11 passes. Uh oh! That fake off the stutter step. Lamar Jackson! Jackson's still going! Oh! I knew he had a, a hip deal, but it wasn't significant enough to not to not play. And, and so that, but over time, the stiffness got to a point to where he he really wasn't even able to sit on the on the um, on the bleachers on the bench. So uh, uh, that's when I became aware of it, and then we kept an eye on him for about a series and a half, and then that's. When Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to episode 12 of Drawing About the G-Man Giants Football Podcast. I'm Jace Garcia, joined as always with Sean Scanlon and Joe Aguirre. Guys, we got to relax. Didn't lose this week. Nope. I mean, <laughs> watching Giants games this past, this season has got me in a funk, got me in a depression. This week was a cleansing. Got back on my diet. Uh... Wasn't emotionally eating for the for the watching these games, but now, I mean, we we don't have game to recap. So let's talk about what's going on around. Are you saying that if the Giants were to go fourteen and two next season, you'd be down to a slim two forty? Is that what you're telling me? The Uh, Giants get it straightened out. I mean, there's celebration eating, too. (laughs) (laughs) That's life. Fair enough. All right. All right. No recap this week. Let's talk about around the league stuff. It just played in the intro. Thursday night football last week. Miles Garrett. What did you guys think watching that? I mean, it was definitely a disgraceful act to see on a National Football League field. Um it was definitely not great for the league. I think that they came out with the correct suspension, um, suspending him indefinitely for the rest of the year. I think that's the right call. Um, I could see both sides of it because Mason Rudolph did kind of, you know, start trying to tear his helmet off on the ground and then coming after him after he tore his helmet off. But at the same time, you you can't be swinging a helmet at a guy over his head. And, I mean, if you hit him the right way, it might end up, killing the guy, especially a dude who just had a concussion, a very bad concussion a month ago after the hit to Earl Thomas. So, I mean, it was definitely not great for the NFL, um, an ugly situation, but I, I think they, they handled it well. And um, we'll see going forward how much the suspension might even uh, go into next year, but I, I think they handled it the correct way. We all played football. Yep. And, I mean, for me, I think that was always one of my biggest concerns because I got a couple unsportsmanlike conduct penalties. One where uh, Southington High School uh, called uh, the Plat Panthers the N-word, one of their running backs, classy Southington, just playing <laughs> long time ago. Uh, and and um, in response, I uh, punched the dude in his face mask, which did nothing but bust my hand open. Um, but I was always – that was always on my mind, you know, the uh, – uh, Someone gets hit out of bounds. People start pushing. You always got to worry about the brawl. Uh, and, and I think we've seen lots of dust-ups this season in particular. But what happened Thursday night was the worst thing I've ever seen on a football field. Miles Garrett, uh, 
I, I believe his actions were criminal. You know, and 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 I understand that Mason Rudolph would have to file a, 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 an assault claim. I think the pol- it, it would have been good for the police to at least have sat him down uh, and asked him some questions, just just so maybe he understood how serious this is. And I, you know, I've been reading a lot about the appeal. I know he went and had his appeal done today, um, and they'll be ruling on that in a couple of days. And uh, uh, Derek Brooks is is one of the guys, and I totally forget who the other one is. Another former player, um, and and they've always both erred on the side of shortening suspensions. It seems like, and I just, I, you know, it, should he should he be out for this season? It might, that might be a little bit steep, but uh, I think it needs to be severe. I think the NFL has got to put its foot down, um, and and I think that. You know, there is some culpability on Mason Rudolph's part. And um, I, I'm not sure that he was properly disciplined. You know, I understand there, there's a fine probably coming his way. And I think I think his fine should also be a little bit more severe. Because, you know, again, Thursday night football sucks. It's it's already a horrible idea. and And to have that happen... I mean, you know, especially with, with a team like the Browns, a horrible, horrible football team like the Browns, and then you have to watch that garbage. Uh, and and Freddie Kitchens, I I will continue to say this, is the biggest clown in the sport. He's a bigger clown than Antonio Brown. What about what about your boy Pat Shermer? Shermer's an idiot. <laughs> different category, different category of stupid. For Sorry. Freddie Kitchens to come out and almost defend, I mean, this guy is just beyond an idiot, yeah. and and clearly trying to, you know, grasp onto whatever he can to keep the locker room from completely imploding in on him. And and I think maybe he thought supporting Miles was the way to go. I think it just made him look like a bigger moron than he normally looks like. Yeah. And I, I usually hate on Baker Mayfield. I'm not his biggest fan, but his comments after the game, I thought were actually pretty a lot good. Of respect um, on that. Yeah, it's just saying that it's inexcusable and that he expected a suspension, and which I mean he got because he deserved it. But I, I'm yeah, I'm usually not big on Baker Mayfield, but his comments after the game, I actually thought were were good, and um, that he, he actually took some responsibility for his uh, the action of his teammate. All right. Well, I mean. The way I see it, first off, it was disgraceful and it was very bad for the sport in general. But football is war. There, there, there are rules with like penalties and that stuff. But when you get in the heat of the moment, stuff happens. The whistle was already blown. Uh, I don't re- remember who that offensive lineman. He's already got him close onto him. Mm-hmm. The, the the way I see it, he, I don't think there was too much malicious. I think he had the helmet in his hand. He was just trying to get the offensive lineman off of him. But it's war. I mean, when I played, there were people, other offensive linemen I played with, squeezed balls, squeezed titty twisters while they were driving the guys back. Uh, one time in the bottom of a pile, some dude tried to reach for the ball when I had it, and I slammed my face mask into his arm. So this is part of the game. That wasn't part of the game. That was extreme. I mean, even I, I think yes, I, 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 the helmet is bad. I don't necessarily think it was too. I, I think 
there was no ill intention towards that. I think he was just trying to get, he wasn't actively attacking Mason Rudolph, in my opinion. I think he was just trying to get the lineman who still had him, still was holding on to his shoulder pads off of him. But after, when it became a brawl, and you see the offensive lineman curb stomping in and throwing punches, mm-hmm. like, I understand protecting your quarterback, but having it actually The kicking, the, yeah. the stomping was a little much from uh, Maurice Pouncey. Is that who was doing it, yeah, I think? I yeah, so. That is, again, you're right. You got to defend your quarterback. I don't know curb stomping a dude is in the caliber of, like, defending your teammate. No, that yeah. that's that's just messed up. Mm-hmm. But, all right, let's move on from that situation and go to another one. As this past week, was we also had Colin Kaepernick, uh, no show to his NFL workout and went and held his own. Uh, what do you guys think of Kaepernick at this point? Um, I think that, I mean, <clears throat> he's been given a unfair hand ever since he's been pretty much blackballed out of the league, basically. I think that he's been given an unfair shot just because of his, obviously his protests and his kneeling and stuff like that. And I think that... It, it, some teams should give him a shot. You see some of the QBs that are playing in the NFL today, some of the backups like Brandon Allen, Luke Falk, some of the names you see this season who probably should not have an NFL job. And you've seen guys who Colin Kaepernick, who just a couple of years ago was running all over defenses, tearing them up in the passing game as well. And I mean, from what, from the videos I saw from the, the workout, I mean, he looked good. looks like he still has it. So I don't think there's any reason that teams that need QB help shouldn't, should try and or should think that they should be held back because you know Colin Kaepernick isn't the face of the NFL or maybe he shouldn't be the face of our team. I think that they have to get over that and see that if you have a proven talent who's proven that he could he could win you games in the NFL at quarterback. I think that you have to at least take a shot on him. If you see that he could help your help your team win some ball games, and I think that there's a lot of teams that um, might honestly be able to use him. When Brian Hoyer is starting games in the NFL. <laughs> Yeah. And you've got a guy like Colin Kaepernick who's still out there who, you know, by all reports, look great and can still make the throw. And, and, and you know, the time off has actually helped preserve this guy's body. And I would almost love to see a team like the Lions sign him. You know, it looks like uh, Matt Stafford might be uh, out a little bit longer than yeah. anticipated. Wouldn't it be something if Colin Kaepernick could take the Lions to the Super Bowl uh, and Tom Brady and the Patriots, that would be Roger Goodell's worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah. Having to hand that trophy <laughs> to one dude or the other, he probably would miss the game, if I had to guess. He would yeah. probably be out of town. Yeah, um, he'd be sick that day. Yeah, uh, listen, you know, I, 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 I'm not trying to pat myself on the back. I, I've been pro Colin Kaepernick uh, from, from pretty much the word go. This is a free country. You know, he's been very clear in what the protest is about and who it's not meant to offend and what it's not about. And anybody who can't get over that, get over yourself, okay? Everybody and their brother's gotten a second chance. You could beat your wife. You could beat your girlfriend. You could murder people. And, and, and they'll find a way to get you back in the NFL if you could run a 4 This guy didn't do anything wrong. 
This guy didn't. Yeah. This guy didn't do anything wrong. Again, you can disagree. You can say I don't think that 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 uh, African Americans are targeted by the police, or that African Americans don't get a. Maybe you believe that, and that's fine. Maybe that's your reality. That guy didn't do anything wrong. Mm-hmm. He he simply asked for the floor so that he could he could address things that he saw in in in, in the places where he lives that are that are not just and. For this guy to be blackballed when a guy like Eric Reed uh, is still in the league, mm-hmm. and and you know I that I don't understand, uh, I, I, and that's not I'm not saying Eric Reed shouldn't be in the league, but you know they chose Colin because he was the face, and yeah. and Eric Reed they sort of you know he kind of disappeared, and then, and then he obviously came back into the league and and all was well, but to me it's in a you know this this is when when you look at what just happened with Pittsburgh and Cleveland. And, and, and some of the stupid things around the league, you know, guys like Kareem Hunt, and I mean, yeah. the list is a mile long. I won't even tick off all the rapists and, and wife abusers. Here you got a guy who, again, whether you agree or disagree, his, his heart was in the right place. He was well-intentioned. You might not have liked the way he went about it, but this guy didn't rape or murder or kill dogs. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. He knelt down. Yeah. That's it. That was his crime. Give me a break. I I, I understand the well, what he actually did and how he was blackballed and the political side of that. But let's talk football here. I mean, he took the Niners to the Super Bowl behind a stout defense. He wasn't too great then. Hold on. The same people that will tell you Colin Kaepernick wasn't good enough or wasn't a Super Bowl-worthy quarterback are the same morons that will tell you the same thing about Eli Manning, okay? And they're both wrong. Did the Giants have great defenses the years Eli won the Super Bowl? Yeah. Did he have to make the plays and make the throws and Mm -hmm. crunch time to win the games? Damn right he did. 100%. The 49ers are going to win the... The 49ers wouldn't have been there if Colin Kaepernick was not, like, playing MVP-level football at the time. So... Make no mistake. You can say what you want about the guy, but he, you know, I, I don't. I don't buy this this idea that like, well, the the guys are on and we're better because look what they did in Cleveland. They've surrounded Baker Mayfield, who seems like he's got all all the assets you want in a quarterback, other than being an idiot. They surrounded him with super talent, and the team's garbage now. So yeah. I don't I don't buy the idea that well he had a good defense well sure he did you need a good defense that's how you get to a Super Bowl but if you don't have a quarterback that's going to make plays that's how it's going to go yeah well yeah. let I me got... finish my point here okay, yeah. uh, I, I didn't mean, mean to jump you he he, <laughs> he the defense is what brought him there I mean he did play well he played well but the main thing that brought him where was Patrick Willis and the whole entire defense around him now. Since that, he has been declining in and out of starting and not starting and getting benched. And then with that, he he did a, took a knee, then he got blackballed. Now, going back to the workout, not showing up to the workout is him showing the NFL that he doesn't really need him. Last year, he signed a multi-million dollar deal with Nike. So he's all set. He went and he said, I don't need you, NFL. I'm going to hold my own thing. If you want me to play, I'll play. But I'm all set. Nike paid me already. 
So I think now I, I don't see how he doesn't get picked up by a team. Look at what Lamar Jackson is doing. I, I understand we've all, I, I think we're done with the kneeling stuff and all that stuff. I think teams are actually going to need him. I think he will get signed. The, uh, but I, I, I do think that him not cooperating with the NFL is going to be problematic. But teams could use him. Look at Lamar Jackson. Look at how he's changing that. Look, he's changing it, how people are viewing Jalen Hurts coming out this year. So, Con Kaepernick is that style, and I think he would work well. But, like, not complying with the NFL, I understand you got the, all that money from Nike and this stuff. You don't really need the NFL. But if you want to play football, you got to work with them. Steve Risser, uh, one of our super listeners, just chimed in uh, with three different um comments i'm not even going to insult you steve because i love you you said his play was declining since he went to the super bowl did his play decline or did the team go to garbage uh after the i mean the the smiths both retired i mean that 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 defense got pretty hammered uh he was benched for blaine gabbert the last two years yes um the team was garbage and they were playing like garbage and yet somehow they thought maybe starting Blaine Gabbert was a better idea. Did the Niners get better with Blaine Gabbert as the quarterback? No. No, no they didn't. Interesting. You know, look, we, we know how important it is to have a good defense. If you don't have a good defense, you're not going to win football games, even if Danny Dimes is your quarterback. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I, yeah. If, you, if you don't have a good offensive line, Ask Eli Manning the last couple of years what that was like and how yeah. quick people are, oh, his skills are declining. Put the rookie in there. And now Danny Dimes is getting battered back and forth. And people are like, throw Eli back in there maybe. Let him, uh, let him finish his career up on his back. So, no, I mean, it, it's it, when the Niners were good, they were good because Colin Kaepernick was the quarterback. He was the leader of that team that had a great defense. He didn't turn the football over. And he made big plays. And he can do that for another team. He's not going to sign with the Dolphins. He's not going to sign with the Redskins. He's not going to sign with the Bengals. If Colin Kaepernick is going to come back to the NFL, it's going to be with a contender who needs a quarterback to get to the playoffs and maybe get to a Super Bowl. I don't think Colin Kaepernick is going to come back because he wants to play for the Redskins. You know what I'm saying? I mean, this guy's coming back because he still has stuff in the tank. And Steve, I know, I know you don't think his skills, maybe you think his skills were declining. All the scouts that were at his, his workout said he looked amazing, that he looked stronger than when he was in college. So, I'm but just saying. You don't think that him skipping out on the NFL-designed workout and him going doing his own thing, that isn't going to hurt him? It was, the whole thing was sketchy. Well, yeah. You, yeah, know, yeah. you know, he didn't ask for that. The NFL came up with that yeah that he would i mean that was yeah. weird and they've yeah. never done that before yeah nfl teams could bring in players to work out whenever they want to i mean you see it every week that players can just bring or teams could bring bring players in that they need uh they need depth at that position so they'll, they'll work out different players every week the giants do it just about every week yeah. so it's not like a the, the nfl i agree with you it was kind of sketchy and set up yeah. it seems like you know they almost felt pressured to do it and that's why it ended up happening why would he trust the nfl yeah. Why yeah. would he trust those owners that blackballed him the last three? Why would he? Oh, yeah. Whatever yeah. you guys want me to do. Mm. Especially after all the lawsuits and stuff right. that he brought to them. I, 
I don't see how he has trust in them. I think the NFL just felt a little pressured in that they they needed to try and make it seem like they they had to do something. And I think that's why they did it. Uh, I mean, why don't you do it at the start of the season if you really want to get this right? Guy? I mean, why do you wait ten weeks into the season to do it? I, I, that's why I agree. I don't I don't think it was like a a wholehearted um, approach by the NFL. I think it was a little bit. I'll, sketchy. I'll tell you what I think it was. Look around the league and how many quarterbacks are out. Yeah. And I think teams were concerned about bringing Colin in individually for a workout because of the reaction of what their fan base would be. So the NFL says, hey, we'll just do like a big group thing. Mm. Make it look like we did a thing for Colin because we're nice. And we know that's not how the NFL works. And obviously being mistrustful of the NFL, they they asked for some sort of a waiver that was, was a little beyond the pale. And Colin and his agent didn't 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 want to go for it, and that was for that was why the change in venue. I, look, I, I I like the fact that this guy is not a follower. I think when you're talking about a quarterback, I think you want a leader. I think when you look at Baker Mayfield and you look at a guy like Colin Kaepernick, and again, you could disagree with the protests. Which guy would you want leading your team? Be honest with me. Who would you rather have, idiot Mayfield? Or Colin Kaepernick, a man with convictions, a man with class, a, a, a man who, who put his passion for justice, socially speaking, ahead of his dreams of playing NFL football. I think, I don't know how rating is doing in the NFL right now, but I think this could have been a stunt for that to help try and draw more eyes, create more drama. Because, uh, I mean... People who don't watch football all know about Colin Kaepernick, so they're going to get their eyes drawn. But also, I mean, with Kaepernick, you if you want to play in the NFL, you still got to do some business with the NFL. And, I, like, this is like what's going on with Chase Young right now in, uh, in uh, NCAA. He took money from someone and then paid it back, and that he was suspended two games. The rules are you can't take money from anyone. So if you're not following the rules, the one time, how do you know they're not going to, when you when they bring you in on your team, you're not going to continue to follow the rules. This is the same thing with Colin Kaepernick. That, that hurts him for teams. If he's not playing with the NFL, if he's not playing the NFL's game, if he's not working with the NFL to get him a shot to go back into the NFL, then that's going to hurt him. Teams are going to go, well, you, you you didn't do what you're supposed to do here. How do we know we can do, you, you'll do what you're supposed to do with us? How you, do you know you don't get upset with you us? You sit him down and you talk to him. You lay out what the expectations are. It seems that's not what the NFL chose to do with this thing. Okay. They offered this opportunity, and then there was a lot of sketchiness involved, and he was like, Ugh. again, I don't trust you already. And now you're asking me to kind of jump through some hoops for something I didn't ask for, like you're doing me a favor. No, thanks. I, I Listen, this is a league where quarterback play is more important than it's ever been in the history of the game. You're not going anywhere without a good quarterback in the 2019 NFL. I don't think I don't think a Trent Dilfer is taking a team to the to the Super Bowl in 2019. No. 
No, I know Trent Dilfer's not playing. I mean, Trent Dilfer <laughs> yeah. types for you morons. I was yeah. like, you don't play anymore. Yeah, I know he doesn't. <laughs> I'm saying a guy of that caliber probably will never get to a Super Bowl again. You need to be elite. You need a quarterback that can throw for like 4,000 yards, you know? And by the way, Steve, you want to talk about a guy regressing since a Super Bowl, let's talk about Jared Goff. Yeah. I don't see anybody looking to run him out of the league. He's been horrible since the Super Bowl incredibly inconsistent and he's got a great defense which is the reason they went to the super bowl so double standard much yeah, uh, yeah. you love it all right you love it say it yeah i love it <laughs> all right you just mentioned the super bowl let's give ourselves a little bit of super bowl predictions uh, i'll start things off i think right now we're gonna have Two MVPs going at it. Two MVP talk characters going at it. I like it. As the Ravens and the Seahawks meet in the Super Bowl. And eventually the Seahawks take it. (laughs) Are you joking? (laughs) It's like you read my mind. I literally just wrote that down while we were talking. Because I was kind of contemplating who I was going to take. That's exactly the way (laughs) I see it. I can't even believe you just did that. But uh, great minds, yeah, great minds think alike. But uh, a lot of people think that the AFC itself is just a two horse race now with the Ravens and the P- Pats, and everyone is thinks there's going to be some madness in the NFC. I think there is a lane for madness in the AFC as well. I think the Colts, once they get healthy, they can make some noise. Uh, Texans, they had a bad showing last week, but they can still make some noise. I, I think. I think we are destined for a good playoff here. What do you, what do you guys think? Uh, yeah, I think it's going to be an amazing playoffs. Um, there's a, a lot of a lot of battles down the stretch um, for that last uh, wild card spot in the AFC, as well as the final spot in the NFC. So there's going to be a lot of uh, fun stretches. Um, my Super Bowl prediction was very tough. Uh, a lot of good teams in the NFC that I was pondering, thinking about maybe the Packers or the yeah. the Niners with a very good run game and defense. But ultimately, I, w- I agreed with you guys. I went Seahawks uh, out of the NFC. And the team that they're going to beat, uh, Super Bowl 54, is a rematch of Super Bowl 49. It's going to be Seahawks over the Patriots. This time, they get it done. Should have beaten them last time. The damn ball. Ex- yeah, exactly. Should be the second time in five years. But So, uh, uh, so yeah, I'm going to go Seahawks. I think that right now, the way that Russell Wilson's playing, they just added Josh Gordon in the mix. Uh, him, the Tyler Lockett, is unstoppable. They have a young defense, which they're gonna they're gonna have to prove themselves. But so far this season, they they've showed that they could they could win the big games, and that's why I like Seahawks uh, going to Super Bowl Fifty Four and beating the Patriots. We should have talked about this beforehand. <laughs> yeah, I got Seahawks, Ravens. I got Wilson as the MVP. Yeah, you're exactly right, and they're on my fantasy team, and it's been going well. The the Lockett to Wilson connection is absolutely fantastic. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's a big gamer. Um, I like the Niners a lot. I didn't like the way they got stifled last week, and that causes me some concern. Um, and I don't know. I just I hate to say this, and I and I say this with all due respect, but I just don't think Tom Brady. I just don't think he's as magical no. as he has always been, mm-hmm. and I think that team's going to come up short. I think they're going to the championship game, the conference championship, and I think they're going to lose to the Ravens. Uh, but I do. I, I I think right now the Seahawks are the best team in the NFC. I think they're better than Green Bay. 
Uh, I think they're better than the Niners. And I think with Russell Wilson uh, leading this team all the way, he wins the MVP. Yeah, uh, I, I think the Niners and the Patriots are very similar. And it's funny because Jimmy yeah. Garoppolo came from the Patriots. But this year, stout defensively, both teams. Offensively, it is pretty suspect. Uh, yeah. I mean... Pat's offensive line has has been banged up. Yes, they've struggled. And I – Joe, you mentioned it earlier how you can't get to a Super Bowl in this league without a great quarterback. I'm not completely sold on Garoppolo yet. I think he still needs some development. He still needs to turn into that uh, quarterback. Because, I mean, they don't have Kittle now. They don't uh, have Emmanuel Sanders. He's he's struggling there. and But their defense is able to get him wins. But playoff time, I don't know if you can fully trust Garoppolo to make that big play. But, uh, I mean, none of you guys mentioned it. The Saints are also in there. And, I mean, they got one yeah. of the better defenses in the league. and uh, The Vikings as well. Vikings, yeah. And uh, Drew Brees needs to get better acclimated, especially after that big loss to the Falcons, which was mm-hmm. rough. But uh, we mentioned how there was going to be an MVP race. Joe, you already said... Russell Wilson's your MVP. I got to say Lamar Jackson. I mean, this dude is single-handedly carrying that team. Uh, Defensively, the addition of Marcus uh, Peters helped him a lot. Defensively, this isn't the Ravens defensive team that we know and love. This isn't the Ray Lewis and Ed Reed anymore. This is Lamar Jackson, the Lamar Jackson show. I mean... You saw it in the intro. There was he, he. He just makes plays, no matter if it's through the air or through the feet. Uh, I think both him and Russell Wilson have changed the league as a whole. Uh, Russell Wilson making it better for. I heard Trevor Keys say this last week on the Keys to the City. He's making it so six foot and under quarterbacks have a chance in the league, and Lamar Jackson is making it so more mobile quarterbacks have a chance in the league. Now, Joe picked Russell Wilson. I picked Lamar Jackson. You're the deciding vote here, Sean. Uh, yeah, so I got to go with uh, Jace. I got to go with you on this one. I have Lamar as my number one right now. Uh, it's a super tight race. I mean, you could yeah. you could really flip it either way. They're both playing tremendous ball right now. But Lamar Jackson, um, you said it, best dual threat uh weapon in the league by far he's 10th in the league in rushing yards as a quarterback which is unheard of yeah. he's got 788 rushing yards through 10 games and he also leads the league in yards per carry with a 6.9 you add on top of that what he's doing throwing the ball uh posting a 106 passer rating with 225 pass yards a game and a 19 to 5 touchdown to interception ratio I mean, just unheard of what this guy's doing. He's got his team at an eight and two record as well, getting a couple big wins over the past couple of weeks, going into Seattle and beating his other, the other guy in the MVP race in uh, Russell Wilson, and then after that, uh, going in or going home to Baltimore and then beating New England, giving them the first loss of the season. So his his resume is impressive. What he's doing on the ground and through the passing game is impressive. He's got his team in an eight and two record, and I. Th- in a very uh, great position uh, heading into the playoff race. I think that he's just been the best best player on probably the best team at this point, and I think that uh, MVP should go to Lamar Jackson as of right now. Now, Joe, I've got Sean on my side. How does it feel that you have Steve Risser on your side? It feels good because okay. Steve knows all. Um, <laughs> you know, you were just talking about how Lamar Jackson has sort of redefined the position 
Um, it was Colin Kaepernick, uh, 10,000 career passing yards, 4,000 career rushing yards in college, the only guy ever to do that. Came into the NFL, again, showed an amazing ability to run the football, throw the football down the field. It was Colin Kaepernick who is the reason why you have these guys playing quarterback now in the NFL because it used to be when you had a black quarterback that ran in college, you tried to move him out to wide receiver. See, Colin had a 4.0 grade point average, so he sort of defied what you thought a, a black running quarterback was. It's Again, people want to just sort of pigeonhole these guys, and, and because of Colin, now these guys are playing quarterback in the NFL. And look at the results. And look what it's done. So, once again, Colin Kaepernick, thank you for your service. But wasn't yeah. Mike Vick before Colin Kaepernick? Mike Vick yeah. and you was could, not a good quarterback. You could, uh, I think you could throw RG3's rookie season in there you as could. well. You no, could. But before there's been guys. Because that's before it was Colin. Co You can say it was Colin Kaepernick. Mike Vick didn't have the intelligence Okay, or the maturity of a guy like Colin Kaepernick. Right. You you can say Colin Kaepernick brought it to what it was. But RG3 is the perfect example to what set it back because of his injuries and how he's been non-existent since. Now, Lamar Jackson is healthy. He's playing the ball. He's balling out right now. And he hasn't gotten injured. He's staying safe. Real quick, isn't it funny, though, that Ted, Teddy Bridgewater had the devastating knee and nobody wanted to give him a chance? Yeah. Nobody uh, wanted to give him a chance. I mean, nobody the, respected him enough as a passer to give him a chance till the Saints decided to take a flyer on him. Yeah. Okay. Again, I think there's slightly a different standard in the NFL if you're a white quarterback or a black quarterback. This is what you said defending Dwayne Haskins going yeah. into the draft. Again, though, yeah. I mean, I. And I like I like Haskins, and I still wish the Giants would have drafted him because I still think that guy's got a ton of upside. Again, here was a pocket passer who could run, didn't like to. He likes no, to throw yeah. the football, but because he was black, he's a running quarterback. What? Yeah, when he didn't even run the ball. Yes. Again, that's the mindset. All, all. Now look, right? He's had a rough start to his career. He's on a, a, a dumpster fire of a team, and people are like, "Well, maybe he's not that good." Meanwhile, Danny Dimes, and I love the guy, but his team's a dumpster fire, and no one's suggesting he was the wrong pick. No one's suggesting that if he doesn't get it together before the end of the season, the Giants might have to look to get another quarter. I mean, again, there is a very, very different approach to white and black quarterbacks in the NFL. And it's, it's again, sort of one of those things Colin Kaepernick talks about, systematic racism. You might yeah. not think about it, but why don't these black quarterbacks get a second chance? Yeah, you're right. I and mean, meanwhile, meanwhile, Brian Hoyer starting NFL games. Yeah, look at Cam Newton this year. He got injured, so he couldn't dive forward or make plays with his feet. So they just took him out, put him on IR for the whole season. Randy was injured, but still, he, I think he still, if you, you could have him do the stuff Kyle Allen is doing. And also, Danny Dimes, probably a more mobile quarterback than Dwayne Haskins. Easily. Yes, so, he is. Yeah. He is, believe it or not. And again, for, for everybody yeah. out there who, you know, again, 
I understand. You know, when people say they don't see color, you're 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 stupid and you're lying. How do you not notice the color of somebody's skin? Of course you could see that. It's when you start deciding what they are or who they are or what skills they have based on that color, that's when you're kind of racist. Yeah. And uh, and and you may not maybe you don't think you are, but when you start making the judgments that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and it's, I think it's just all stereotypes. You mentioned that Daniel Jones is also a mobile quarterback. Josh Allen, one of the most mobile quarterbacks yeah. in the league, is also white. Sam Ellinger from Texas in college, he's a mobile quarterback. So it's not all the, the African-American guys, like you say. It's just how it's perceived and how people see it. And I, it's just it's unfair to the players, and it's, it's unfair to the, the football as a game because we, I mean, it, it shouldn't depend on the, the color of someone's skin on, on their ability or talent. On the reverse end of Colin Kaepernick, no one took a flyer on Tim Tebow because he was mobile and people thought he'd get injured and they yeah. didn't like how he threw. Yeah, I don't think it has to do all with the color because Josh, Josh Allen was, had the same questions coming out of Wyoming. They, yeah. they knew he was a, a great athlete, but they knew he could turn the ball over a lot and that's why there's a lot of questions there as well. Yeah. Well, I think ultimately for Tebow, the problem wasn't necessarily his athleticism. Or his intelligence, because those are both very high for him. It was the fact that he can't throw. And that's kind of an important thing for a quarterback. I mean, like, you can have a quarterback that's not mobile. But you can't have a quarterback that's not a good passer. That doesn't make sense. Go, go back yeah. to when he won them the game against the Steelers. That was a beautiful pass in overtime to win them the game. How good was that defense? That was the old school. Their defense. old their defense, okay. I mean. The Broncos was, or the Steelers? The Broncos. Um, in 2012, they're pretty good. I, I yeah, think. pretty good. Yeah. Pretty but good. I, Again, it goes back to what you said earlier about Colin Kaepernick. How did Colin get his team to the Super Bowl? Oh, the defense. Well, how did Tebow get there? Well, he didn't, no, he didn't go to the Bowl, Super Bowl. But no. <laughs> yeah. No. No, no. That's no. No, not yeah, what I meant. Yeah. You know what no. I mean, though? Yeah. But again, bringing that team to the, to the playoffs. They didn't yeah. get there because Tebow was riding him on his back because if well, that were the case, if that were the case, it, he would have had a job in the NFL somewhere. I Teams mean, he, didn't like the footwork. They didn't like the arm motion. They yeah. didn't like the touch. But, he has none of the qualities of a good quarterback. Maybe they could have made him a receiver. Wouldn't they, that have been funny? Well, late in his career, uh, the Jets made him a tight end. So it's... <laughs> That's right. far off. But um, anyways, at, at the end of that season, though, I said they won like six or seven to end the year. And that's when he was on that, that hot run. And he actually was playing pretty good ball. I'll, I mean, I'll give credit to Tebow there. But I mean, after that, after the fact, that's where he kind of fell off in the NFL just because his inability to be at least an accurate passer down the field. And I, I think that that definitely hurt him uh, going down why he got moved to tight end and was bouncing around to a, a whole bunch of different teams. Now he's playing with the Mets affiliate. So. Bad the worse. <laughs> yes. Yeah. All right. Let's talk about. Wait, our... time out. I just got to throw one. You know, Colin Kaepernick was drafted by the Cubs, too. The Chicago Cubs. Did you know that? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like every quarterback now is drafted by some. <laughs> Russell Almost. Wilson, the Rangers. Johnny Manziel. Just had famous. to throw it out there. Just yeah. wanted to. All right. Now let's talk. Let, let's. Face the music. It's time to talk about oh the New York football giants. Have we been avoiding this? Is that what we've been <laughs> doing? Think we, I think we I were. I think we have. But uh, I, I, I know I'm an optimist when it comes to the Giants. But this is a winnable game. Both teams struggling. 
I mean, I, I played the little clip from the press conference with Matt Nagy for the Bears. They they didn't know Trubinsky was injured till the last two drives of the game. Like, th- you can say what you want about the Giants, but the Bears are a mess. That is a absolute dumpster fire. So, I think this is winnable. I th- I think it will definitely be uh, a close game. I think it will be definitely low scoring. You've seen uh, Trubisky's had a, a rough rough year. He's still questionable at this point, but either with him or Chase Daniel, I don't expect the Bears' whole offense to put up a whole bunch of points. I think this is a, a good game for this Giants defense to try and get back on track for the last six games, try and get some momentum going into next year with the defense playing well. Um, the only serious playmakers that the Bears have is uh, Allen Robinson. He's got 633 yards uh, on the season, three touchdowns. He's he's their best receiver far and away. But I think if we you know we put Janoris on him all game, hopefully Janoris, uh, ever since the if rough – he's healthy. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. I th- I, he practiced today, though, so I, th- yeah. I think he, sh- he should be out there. Um, other than the Bucks game against Mike Evans, he's had a actually pretty decent season. So look for him to be on, uh, shadowing Allen Robinson if he is out there. If he's not out there, expect to see you know Corey Ballantyne, Sam Beal a little bit more. But um, I think uh, we gotta we gotta stop the run early, um, which we've been pretty good at the past couple weeks. Um, after the addition of Leonard Williams, the the run yeah. defenses look pretty good. So we gotta continue that success, and then we gotta try and get after the quarterback. Bears don't have a great offensive line. Um, hopefully this will be a game where Marcus Golden has some success, or maybe Lorenzo Carter starts to you know get break out for the last six games of the season because he has he's been uh pretty quiet so far and then uh saquon look for him to have success last year against the bears defense pretty much the same defense now he had 24 carries for 125 yards 5.2 yards per carry he had a great game so look for that to continue after a very rough game against the jets coming off the bye i think saquon's probably pissed off he wants to run all over this bears defense and then uh watch out for khalil mack he I think for probably the first time in his career, didn't show up in the box score at all on Sunday night, didn't record a tackle or anything like that. So I think going into this game with – we don't know if our tackles will be playing, even if they're not, it will be second string or injured tackles. I think that Khalil Mack and you could throw Leonard Floyd in there will both have monster games. I think Daniel Jones will be under duress. Um, so going into this game, I think it's it's on Daniel Jones. Big test for him going – even though the Bears have struggled, they still have probably a top-five defense in this league. So it'll be a big test for him. Um, we'll see if we have – Ingram's probably a long shot at this point, but hopefully we get yeah. Shepard back, get a couple more of the weapons. So hopefully Daniel Jones has a, a pretty good game and that he can go out and have success. I think that he'll be the deciding factor in this game. If he can go out and – Proved to have a pretty good game against a uh, good secondary and a good pass rush from the Bears that it will fare well for the Giants. But we will see uh, what happens on Sunday. I, I'm not sure what you're – what are you saying? You think that the Giants can win it? Because if you're asking me, I, I want an L for <laughs> Chase Young. I don't want this team to I don't win know. any games. I don't, I don't want them to win either. Can I, I tell you what I'd love to see? Yeah, let's hear it. I'd love to see Danny Dimes go out there and have a day. No turnovers. That would be hasn't had a game yet. I'd love to see Saquon get 100 yards on the ground. I'd yeah. love that. And then the defense gives up 32 points and we lose. That's all <laughs> I want. It Really, at this point, I mean... Yeah. It, I mean it, every win is, is a, like a bullet in your own foot. 
I don't, I don't know. There's, it serves no purpose. Yeah. It, it hurts the team is what it does. I've been saying this now for quite a few weeks. I, I just want to see this team when they fall down 14-0 to, to, to just run the playbook though. Yeah. Just, just let Nanny Dimes play. Mm-hmm. Or just and feed the ball to Saquon. Yeah. Or just don't fall in that deficit from the, the first place. That'd be which, great. Which would be great. Yeah. But you're going to need a new defense for that. We don't have time to get one. No. Chase Young. That's where my thoughts lie at this point. <laughs> um, you know, you say this is a winnable game. You said this is a winnable game. Everybody said that about the Jets game, and it wasn't a winnable game. It was not a winnable game. I, I, I know I they scared. were winning in that game, and I was watching it with the Keys brothers. And I'll tell you what, I looked at both of them, and I was like, they're not winning this game. You remember watching that game? Remember that moment where you thought maybe they were going to win? Yeah. You thought that. Remember that? Yeah. You thought that, too? I did. You felt it. I didn't. I feel that every day. I was in that same moment you guys were in, and I was like, they are going to blow this in spectacular fashion because they always do. Well, yeah. You could feel it coming. No, being a Giants fan the past couple of years, you kind of just brace for it at this point. But, yeah. I'm, I mean, I don't want to – obviously – I, not that I want to see a loss, but a loss would be nice. But at the same time, I also want to see some freaking progress on this defense. I, you could still make progress. Yeah, but I don't want to see, like you said, 32 points to Trubisky. I can't, I can't do that this Sunday. I can't do it. I can take a loss. I can take a, a field goal loss right, maybe at so the end. So wouldn't it be good to see Danny Dimes go on a couple of those seven-minute drives? Yeah. yeah. I, I, if if, Very if much the so. Giants could run three drives – over five minutes in length in this game, I don't care what the final score is. I would be very content with that. Again, I want to see this offense learn and get comfortable with each other. You know, Danny Dimes to, to Darius Slayton is, is whoa. Yeah. Hey, we lot. like that. Mm-hmm. You know, because who knows now what's going to happen with Sterling Shepard. Uh, Golden Tate's dynamic. Yeah. I got to tell you, had a monster season. you know, after the Beckham trade and they signed Tate, I was like, Aah! and now I'm happy. This couldn't have worked out any better. I'd love to see Ingram get it together. I mean, you know, he, I know he's been battling injuries all year. Uh, it's, it's, it's a shame. Yeah. But I, I would like to see this team just play well and not beat themselves. Let the Bears beat you. If you can do that. And you'll lose the game. I would be happy with that. That makes sense. Yeah. Seems a little. <laughs> Everybody get me though. I yeah. yeah. Gotcha. Not that I wouldn't want them to win, because I would enjoy it and I would dance just like everybody else will do. But all things all right. considered. Okay. Before Ow. we move on to picks and <laughs> make these picks official for this Giants game today. I'm scrolling through my phone, doing some stuff about the draft, because I, I like to look at the draft stuff. And these dumbasses at CBS Sports, I don't know who their so-called specialists, draft specialists are. Every single mock draft, Jared Judy, CeeDee Lamb, the Giants don't need a wide receiver. Golden Tate. Sterling Shepard, Evan Ingram, now Darius Slayton. Don't need anyone else. 
Defense is the problem. Put mm-hmm. give us defense. That's what we, that's what the draft draft is going to be. Defense for the Giants. You need a playmaker. Those dumbasses at CBS Sports making Todd McShay and Mel Kiper look smart. Yeah. Don't follow them for any draft news. At least say follow an me. offensive tackle. Yes. Yeah. If you're going to yes. go at anything not defense, make it an Andrew offensive Thomas. lineman and maybe CBS Sports, maybe we would buy it. Yeah. It's got to be offensive tackle, edge rusher, or linebacker. Yes. Those are the three. If, if our first-round pick is anything but those three positions, I don't know. Riots. I don't know how. Yeah. We're taking to the streets, Giant fans. Yeah, we're coming to you, Gettleman. Stick to March Madness. And Big Bang Theory, CBS. Yeah. Get rid of this draft stuff. All right. Okay. You feel better? I, I do. I feel great now. I saw you rage on Facebook about that earlier. I yeah. was hoping you were going to go there tonight, and I'm glad you did. I Got enjoyed it off that. your chest. All right. <laughs> yeah, right? Okay. Picks last week uh, for week 11. Sean was 11-3. and three. Oh. I was 10-4. and four. Joe, nine and five. Even in a bad week, I did great. Yeah, I mean, we are always just one behind one another, keeping it very, very close. Oh, wow. Sean's only four back. Look who's coming. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. How you like them apples? Yeah. And like (laughs) the Giants, you started in a giant hole. I did. And you've worked your way back. But we're getting close to the fourth quarter, and we know how the Giants do there. Yeah. Yeah. Well, (laughs) good analogy. Thank you. Yeah. We'll we'll see how I, I fare out. And uh, Joe, total picks. You got a two-win lead on me, and I have a two-win lead on Sean. So it is still really close. Everything yeah. can change in one week if you have a bad week. Yeah, Let's start race. off this week of picks with the Giants at the Bears. Giants, this is probably the healthiest they've been in a while. Everyone seems like they're coming back besides the tight ends, Rhett Ellison and Evan Ingram. Mm-hmm. Nate Solder, there is still questions. But Hallie Pio. Remmers seem like they're coming back to sure up uh, at least a little bit the offensive line. You got Sterling Shepard seems like he's coming back. Janoris Jenkins. The Bears are trash. They're garbage. And uh, as a Giants fan, if I don't hold the Giants to a standard above the Bears, then I am a bad Giants fan. Therefore, going with the G-Men to get it done. And... uh, I mean, a lot of money in free agency. We don't necessarily need Chase Young. We can still win games, get solid free agents, and still be good next year. Yeah, I I hate to do it to uh, my Giants, but unfortunately this week I got to go with uh, them Bears. I just – and it sucks to do with Trubisky struggling so hard. uh, That offense looking worse than the Giants offense, which is, I mean, hard to do at this point. But I think that this the Giants defense, I just can't trust them enough. Usually when we go against bad quarterbacks, I'm like, hey, maybe this game will be winnable. But then they throw for 300 yards and four touchdowns. I mean, in case, Jameis Winston had a monster game against us, even though we won. Sam Darnold had a monster game. So I think that, unfortunately, it's, it's not going to be a great day for this Giants defense. I expect them to – fairly kind of hold them to a low score, maybe 21 or 17, but I, I think that it'll be a very low-scoring game for both offenses. It'll be a tough game to watch, and the, the Bears will pull it out late um, at home. And look, you know, it, it, is this a winnable game for the Giants? Yes, the, the Bears are a mess. But the, they, they, do, they do have a better defense. Mm-hmm. And I think that... Um, 
you know, for me still, I think there's, there's serious issues with the Giants, and it goes beyond just the defense. It's Pat Shermer. And I don't know if Pat Shermer, maybe Pat Shermer is, maybe this is the maybe this is the plan. <laughs> maybe that's what it is. And I don't know, but he seems to find a way. We were, again, during the Jets game, I knew they were going to lose. Because this team, for the last few seasons, they, they just, they don't know how to win a game. They don't know how to finish a game. They don't know how to play an entire game. And the Bears are better than the Jets, not by a lot, but the Jets are better than the Giants. We saw that. And so I don't, you know, I don't know how the, I mean, I think, I think literally outside of, of those two games, uh, uh, Redskins and, and the Dolphins, I don't see how, I don't see how the Giants could win a game. I just don't think they have enough firepower. I just don't think they can compete uh, at this level because, unfortunately, you know what happens? Even when they start getting some pressure on the quarterback, it's that play when they don't that someone throws the ball 40 yards down the field. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I brought it up last week. They gave up 12, 12 all year, 40-plus plays. I think that's by far the most. Backbreakers. The They're absolute backbreakers. So, mm -hmm. in case I wasn't clear, I'm picking the Bears. I, I mean – you brought up Pat Shermer, but Matt Nagy is killing the Bears just as much as Pat Shermer is hurting the Giants. So there's some bad coaches in the NFL, like yes. bad coaches. And I don't know how we got to this point. I almost sort of wonder, like it, it, you know, some of these young, more analytical guys, not very good coaches. No, no. All right. Thank you for agreeing with that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, well, yeah, Zach Taylor in Cincinnati hasn't won a game yet. That's, yeah. Matt LaFleur has been all right. but And then McVay, too, on, on top of that. It's not like the offense was great the first two years. Now that Jared Goff is struggling, he, it looks like they don't know what to do. Yep. So. I mean, we'll we see. we had that rush of coaches from uh, when Sean McVay got hired, all the young guys, all the upstarts who just, just had a brush in with – Sean McVay, mm -hmm. but uh, I feel like none of that's working. You, you got to get someone. I, I think the best, the best stuff going now is from uh, the Bill Belichick coaching tree. Obviously, that's going to be great. Brian mm -hmm. Flores. I mean, even though he's struggling in uh, Miami, that's. I mean, it's he doesn't have a lot to work with there. He still still was able to get them to win two games, but uh, and then also. Vra Matt uh, Patricia yeah. in uh, Vrabel, Detroit, in Vrabel as well. I mean, they're they're struggling. They're they're starting to build their teams, but we'll we'll see how they do down the line. But yeah, coaching is tough in the NFL. Now, the Thursday night game. I know Joe mentioned this last week. How Thursday nights always seems to be two <laughs> AFC South teams going at yeah, it. There we go. And we got it this week. Yeah, of course we do. Colts. The NFL <laughs> heard what we wanted and they served it up again. Yeah, this isn't this isn't the diarrhea uh, color rush uniforms when the Jags play the Titans. But this is the, are the other two AFC South teams. Colts go to Houston to take on the Texans. Texans just got smacked by the Ravens. Uh, and Colts starting to get healthy. Like, like I said in our uh, playoff conversation, Colts are scary. They're starting to get healthy. They uh, they lost Marlon Mack, though, but mm -hmm. I like Jacoby Brissett. I think he'll 
he can do some work and get done. Colts won the last meeting, and the AFC South is a mess. So I'm going the Texans to get it done at home here. I agree with you on this one. I'm I'm as, I'm gonna go with the Texans as well. I think that after uh, a rough game against the Ravens, they're gonna look to come out and put some points on the board. Uh, I think that they'll try to throw the ball often and early. The get the ball into their the best playmakers' hands, uh, D Hop and uh, Kenny Stills. So I think that it will be it will be a pretty high scoring game. I think that the Colts will also look to try and come out and pass. You mentioned Marlon Mack is injured. So, And with Jacoby Brissett another week off the injury, I think both these teams are going to look to attack the secondaries. I think it will be a pretty high-scoring game, uh, AFC, suit, or AFC South shootout. But I think that, yeah, like you said, Texans will pull it out uh, late in this one. This is a really big game in this division. And yeah. for both yeah. of these teams, somebody leaves this game 6-5. and five, Yeah. And, and suddenly – you're really playing catch up and, 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 and suddenly you got to start relying on other people. Um, I think the better team between these two right now is the Texans game is at home. Um, I like Jacoby Brissett a lot, but um, I just, you know, again, the, uh, the way, the way um, Deshaun Watson's been playing, I, I just, I really believe uh, the Texans are the better team. And I think the better team wins at home. Okay. With all that being said, I'm going to do a little swaparoo. I'm taking the Colts. I like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, we're not sweeping this. I'm taking the Colts. I think they're a better team. You think the Colts are a better team? Just by virtue of Brian Hoyer having a roster spot, that can't possibly be true. The games they lost were because. All close. Got it. Got it. Houston's at home, and they're a better team. Houston's at home. They both play in a dome. It's a dome game. A dome's and a dome's a dome. Is that yeah, what you're telling me? A dome's a dome. <laughs> Colts have a better defense, and without J.J. Watt, Quentin Nelson is going to eat up any defensive lineman that the Texans have. There's going to be no pressure. Uh, I know Marlon Mack isn't there, but Jacoby Brissett is going to light it up. He's going to look like Patrick Mahomes last year, and they're going to get the win. Well, give me the yep. score. Oh, this is going to be high scoring. This is like a 35-42 game. Wow. That's a lot of points. Yeah, but uh, Whitney Merciless can still get after the quarterback. He's a good pass rusher. And then they got DJ Reader. He, he's having one of the better years for a D-tackle. Uh, yeah, we'll, I mean, we'll keep him out of it. Well, and Nelson, Colts though. lost to the Dolphins. Too, so <laughs> at home. You're, yeah, with Brandon home. Hoyer. With Brandon Hoyer. It doesn't matter who the – you just you were just praising Jacoby Brissett. That's right. And you were just crapping on Brandon Hoyer. I was. So there obviously is a shift in how good a team is with their quarterback. If you and lose, you said it was a quarterback. If you lose the to the league. worst team in the league. With with I don't care if listen, if your team is stupid enough to have a lousy backup quarterback in a league where quarterbacks get hurt so often. You're not a better team. You're you're just not. Your whole organization's a mess. And I have to question everybody from the owner right down to the water boy. <laughs> yeah. I'm yeah. not being all that serious about <laughs> yeah. it. Maybe the Colts will win. I don't know. I'm gonna pick I mean, you've been high on the Colts all year. You've been I picking know. Them all. <laughs> I know. It's a weird league. They right? probably will win. Can I, mean, I switch my pick? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Go ahead. All right. 
going from the AFC South to the NFC South, the Bucks go to Atlanta to take on the Red Hot Falcons. Yeah. Big upset win against the Saints. Big upset win. I mean, big win against the Panthers. I think the Pal- the Falcons go three for three and just demolish their whole division as they get it done at home against the Bucks. I mean, the Bucks are only good when Jameis Winston throws to Mike Evans. And then even when he throws to Mike Evans, you're still probably going to get two picks. Yeah. Uh, Falcons defense is playing very well. Something, I don't know what happened. Something lit a fire under their asses. And they are balling out. I think it continues against a mediocre Bucks team. Got to ride the hot hand here. Uh, Falcons putting up a whole bunch of points the last two weeks against division opponents, uh, like you said. But I, I agree with you. I think that home game against the Bucks, they're they're going to go in and they're going to uh, demolish the Bucks at home. I think another impressive win that they put up a lot of points. Um, but the Bucks offense is also good, so it'll probably be a shootout. I think Falcons will probably pull away late uh, in the fourth quarter. You're fired up tonight, and I love it. I am. Shows PG-13 this evening, folks. <laughs> Hide the kitties. Um, Jameis Winston has thrown as many interceptions this season as Matt Ryan has thrown touchdowns. Did you know that? 18. 18, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw that. Uh, so I think it's a it's a, the no-brainer pick of the week here for two garbage 3-7 and seven teams. You know, there's different 3-7s. and sevens. Yeah. The Buccaneers are the bad three and seven, and the Falcons are the good three and seven. I'm taking the birds. Going dirty birds on this one. All right. Got to do it. Yeah. All right. Clean sweep there. I'm not going Bucks. I don't, don't look at me. <laughs> I mean, Joe's been the one to pick the Bucks the most this year. I mean, the Bucks, it's so hard to pick the Bucks because it does come down to if Jameis Winston and Mike Evans have a good. They look they so went out to good sometimes until the end of the game. Mm-hmm. That's yeah, usually Giants where the game, first half they were unstoppable. Couldn't stop them. All right. Then the Broncos go to Buffalo to take on the Bills. Uh, one of the toughest places to play goes to another tough place to play as uh, the Broncos go to Buffalo. Uh, I, I like I like the Bills this year. They they are playing solid. They're riding behind their defense, and Josh Josh Allen just really isn't making mistakes. He's doing well when he has the opportunities to do well, and he he isn't making the costly mistakes that we we see. And that's that's successful football. They're playing successful football, and uh, the Broncos have a. Brandon Allen, another just Allen. There's a lot of Allens yes. in the NFL. Is there like a factory somewhere? <laughs> I guess Allen is the quarterback last name. But, uh, yeah, the Bills get it done at home. Bills Mafia puts the Broncos through a table. This one's uh, an ugly game. Two two good defenses and not, uh, two not great offenses. But Josh Allen, like you said, he's, he's turned the ball over less. Uh, he's limited that this year. So he's done a, a good job of being efficient with the ball. Um I, like I said, it's an ugly game. I think that will be very low scoring. I think that Bills will probably pull it out late. I'll probably say 17 to 14. I don't expect uh, over 20 points for either teams in this one. But I'll go, I'll go Bills at home. I don't know why there's so many Allens in the NFL. I know I'm not comfortable with it. I also know that the Bills aren't not going to win this game. 
And I'll tell you why. They've been playing pretty well of late. Kind of riding high. Had a big win last week. Put up a lot of points. My feeling is this week at home with an opponent, maybe you're looking past slightly. It's a trap game. It's a trap. Yeah. Taking the Broncos. <laughs> I'm taking the, the, the orange and blue. I'm going Broncos in this one. And um, I think it's going to be like a 23-11 to 11 game. It's going to be a weird score. Uh, and the Broncos are going to have them in a headlock. and just okay. tap them out. <laughs> Broncos. I have to remind you, Joe Flacco is not playing for the Broncos. I know. Okay. But. But. They almost beat the Vikings. You ready? are Mr. Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco will be throwing signs and signals to Brandon Allen. And that, my friends, is better than anything Josh Allen will do all day. <laughs> all right. That, that's <laughs> interesting. Uh, all right. Then AFC North as the Steelers go to Cincinnati to take on the winless Bengals. Um, I mean, Steelers just had that big mess. That Risser's with me on that one. Well, <laughs> see if you stick with Risser as he picked the Bengals to win this game. <laughs> so, I don't know how much having Steven Risser on your side's working. But, uh, yeah, I mean... Mason Rudolph might be a little shaked up after the incident that happened mm-hmm. last week. But, uh, I mean, the Bengals, they're just tanking for Tua or Burrow or Herbert or whoever. The, 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 uh, it's just a mess there. They're, they're not going to win. They, they will not win a game until they play the Dolphins. Maybe. Maybe. But I, I do think this is a divisional game. Bengals have a way of keeping it close, but the Steelers are going to win. This one was tough because uh, Bengals, they, they put up put up a fight against the Raiders last week. And I think that they're, they're trying to – obviously, the, the players in that locker room, obviously, they're tanking. But I, I think some of them that show up every day, they, they want to win some ball games. So, I, I think it will will be a close one. Uh, I feel like Steelers-Bengals always is. But I'll probably, I'll probably go advantage Steelers. I, I want to pick the Bengals here. I'm going to hold back, though, because I – yeah, I'll, I'll hold off on that one. I'll, I'll go. I'll go steal. Are you holding one. off because they average fourteen points a game, and there's no way in hell they're going to? Yeah. I mean, probably the Steelers' defense the only the only thing that would do it for me. You mentioned right last out. week's game against Oakland, seventeen ten. It was a grind. You know, it was a pretty good game. The week before, they did get throttled forty nine thirteen against the Ravens. Yes. And I think that was they probably are the best team in the NFL right now. True that, but I think that's um, I think that's more on par with the kind of team they are. Yeah, that's fair. All right, I'll, yeah, I'm going Steelers. I just I, I think it'll be I think it really, it really will be a close game. I think it will. I think I don't think it'll be close. Okay, I, I you, think it'll have be. Have you watched the Steelers offense with Mason Rudolph? Oh yeah, it's not good. Oh no, but they're winning games. I mean, the Steelers also have. Suspensions from that brawl too, so I mean that's true. I could. There, you, listen, the, the name of the game in the NFL is winning, and you can win all your games by one. And if you lose all your games by one, like the Colts, what are they I think they've lost all their games by like within seven points. Yeah, something, something like that. that. Something, something silly. But there's no like, well, you, you, you tried. Oh, geez, that was a great loss. 
It's either a win or a loss. Yeah. Well, that's that's what I mean. It'll be a, it'll I be a just, close game. I don't see where the Bengals have enough of anything to beat any team that's not the Dolphins or the Redskins. They're just not a good team. Like, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, it's yeah. really bad. They can't stop anybody, and they can't score on anybody. And I, I think the Steelers would have to, I mean, it, you know, it, it would take an exceptionally horrible game for the Bengals to somehow score more points than the Steelers over 60 minutes. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Right. I, I, I don't I don't Take the Bengals, though. No, I'm not. They gotta going win to. eventually. <laughs> I'm not going to. I'm like, well, like you said, Steelers have been just winning by one point. That's what I expect this week. I th- I'll, I'll still go Steelers, but it, it'll be tight and a close yeah. game. All right, and then uh, you mentioned the Dolphins. The Dolphins go to Cleveland to take on the Browns. Part of me wants to pick this, pick the Dolphins, just to sit back and laugh yeah. and watch the world burn for Cleveland, because that would be hilarious. Yeah. But this week, due to uh, a buy, I am forced to start Odell Beckham in my fantasy league. Jeez. So I have to go Browns to get it done. Well, just so you know, I know we'll get to some fantasy talk in a minute. You're going to be really disappointed. <laughs> He's the worst. Yeah, for sure. Um, I, I got to go Browns at home in this one, even though they're losing their best defensive player. I mean, they they won the past two games. The offense is... Starting to, starting to look all right. I mean, Nick Chubb has been really carrying the load for them. Yeah. Their offensive line has been terrible. But, I mean, see if they can get Odell and Jarvis involved. Obviously, they've both had rough seasons. But going against a bad Dolphins secondary, I expect them to, you know, try and break out and try and get it going for the six-seed uh, wild card run, see what they can do. But, yeah, I expect – Browns to win actually pretty big in this one against the Dolphins. You mentioned the Browns have won two in a row. The Dolphins had won two in a row. Yeah. Um, that streak came to an end, and I wonder if the Browns streak doesn't come to an end. Next week, not this week. There's no <laughs> way. The Dolphins are scoring less than two touchdowns per game on the season. They're averaging 13.9 points. Um, and as as bad as the Browns have been, uh, I think coming off what happened on Thursday night, I think having getting a little momentum, you're four and six, a win, you said kind of, you know, gets them back in the conversation of playoff contender. Mm-hmm. Uh, because if they lose the game, it's over in yeah. Cleveland. And and I and I think the uh the chatter is gonna be about Baker Mayfield and the future of the Cleveland Browns. So I think this is a huge game for Cleveland, mm-hmm. and I do think it's one that they'll they'll get the job done. All right, and then uh, in the NFC South, the both teams that got destroyed by the Falcons square off as the Carolina Panthers go to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Saints, despite that disastrous game against Atlanta, they're still Super Bowl contenders. They're still a really good football team. Panthers, not so much. Uh, Kyle Allen is not going to lead this team anywhere. And uh, I expect the Saints, who have a one of the better defenses in the league, to uh, mess Kyle Allen's day up. Saints get it done to avenge their home loss against Atlanta. 
I was talking so highly of Kyle Allen last week after his performance against the Packers, and then he goes in and does that to me. That was a <laughs> terrible performance, so I'm, I'm not going to make that mistake again. I'm going to go uh, Saints at home in this one. Even though they, you know, two weeks ago they lost to the Falcons, I think that, that I mean, that's not going to happen again. They, they're always very good at home, so I think that they come out, and it's a statement win because, like you said, not a lot of people are talking about them at the top of the NFC right now. I think that they come out with a statement win. Uh, their defense gets back on track. They were so dominant to start the season, and uh, I think Drew Brees and, and Michael Thomas, all of them, have a pretty solid game. I expect Saints to win huge in this one, I'll say. So here's here's what I'm going to tell you about these two teams. They're they're pretty similar in a lot of ways, and I know the records would tell you otherwise. Yeah. Uh, they're both giving up about twenty. They're both scoring about twenty three game. Panthers have given up uh, twenty five. Saints giving up twenty yardage three seventy five to three seventy eight. Very even yards allowed. Obviously, the Panthers a little bit higher, and and a big part of the reason is uh, the Panthers give up a lot of yards on the ground. And the Saints simply don't. This is a game between McCaffrey and Kamara, two of the the the, the better running backs in the sport. Um, that matchup obviously favors New Orleans this week. And I think when you're taking away Carolina's best weapon, and even at that, I mean, that's probably maybe he only gets 95 yards, eight catches for another 80 yards. Uh, I, I just, it, you know, it's going to be tough for the Panthers in the dome, I think New Orleans rolls to nine and two. All right, all right, and then, then we got one of the toughest games to pick. I, I've been going back and forth on this. The Raiders go to MetLife to take on the Jets. Uh, I mean, I, I can't tell if the Raiders are sneaky good or not. Uh, I mean, they. So, I, I just don't know with them. Is and sneaky then, mediocre a thing? Maybe. I, I guess so. Maybe. We'll make it a thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, I mean, the the Jets are the Jets. I mean, their only wins, the Cowboys, which was insane, and then the Redskins and the Giants. Uh, people are hot on the Jets. I mean, our boy Steve Risser is uh, the number one Sam Darnold fan. Do you know Sam Darnold has exactly 1,600 yards on the button passing right now? Wow. That's weird. That is. It's like a very specific, perfect number. Yeah. But he's a lousy quarterback, Steve. You know he that, is. right? Yes. He's shown <laughs> no progression from USC, USC to the NFL. And uh, John Gruden, where have we, take where have care we of seen that. that before? Just about every QB that's ever come <laughs> out of there. <laughs> yeah. When will we learn? So I am going with the Raiders to get it done on the road. I agree with you on this one. I'm I'm going to go Raiders. Uh, I did, the young pieces that they they've drafted this year. A lot of people were questioning them at the time, but they're they're all having great years. Uh, Max Crosby had four sacks last week. Uh, late round edge rusher pick, and then Clellan Farrell. Obviously, Josh Jacobs is having a great year. Uh, so I, I, I like what the, the Raiders are doing in this turnaround with Mike Mayock and John Gruden. Uh, it looks like it's succeeding so far, and it, it's going to continue to succeed this week as the Raiders go into MetLife and win this game. Jets are, you know, they're looking to turn the corner with two straight wins, but ex- like you said, you look at the opponent or look at the opponents. 
two lousy teams in the NFC East, obviously Giants, unfortunately. But anyways, I, I like what the Raiders are doing. Their defense is a lot better than I had thought, and um, I also like the offense. Derek Carr has been playing well as, as well. So, yeah, I like, I like Raiders to go in and uh, win this one. The only thing I disagreed with you saying was that you went back and forth on the pick. I looked at this mm. one and immediately sized it up that the Raiders were going to win because the Jets are garbage. End of spiel. Well, I don't know how good the Raiders are. But uh, the Raiders, they're, I think, fifth-round draft pick, Max Crosby from either Eastern Michigan, East, Eastern Michigan mm-hmm. has more sacks than Khalil Mack. That's, that's insane. Also, in the on the Clovercrest Media Twitch, I live-streamed uh, Madden and was drafted by the Raiders. So... They'll take anybody these days, the Raiders. <laughs> They're always taking suspect character guys, you know? I'm not surprised, Jace. I'm not surprised. Uh, yeah, so maybe me and John Gruden will win a Super Bowl. I feel like that could happen. Yeah. Okay, we'll see. Then a big game as the Seahawks go to Philly to take on the Eagles. The Eagles just hosted the Pats and gave them a little bit of a scare. In a close one, the Pats did eventually pull ahead. But uh, the Seahawks, that is a different animal. Russell Wilson, MVP talks. Not my MVP yet. but uh, And, I mean, we're all talking about Russell Wilson and how good he's been. But the defense, Jadavian Clowney. I mean, the Seahawks defense is the Seahawks defense. They get the job done no matter what. Um, the Eagles have struggled offensively still. I mean, Deshaun Jackson's out for the year. Uh, Alshon Jeffrey can't find a ball for anything. Nelson Aguilar. I mean, is Nelson Aguilar. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, the, the Seahawks, the Eagles kept it close with the Pats. The Seahawks will steamroll the Eagles in Philly. I think this is uh, one of the better matchups of the weeks. Uh, Eagles coming back home after lost the Patriots. But I like you said, um, Russell Wilson is just playing at another level right now. It's They're running the ball well um, with Chris Carson. The offense looks great. And then all these young players on defense, um, Shaquille Griffin is balling out. Um, Puna Ford has been pretty good. Jadavian Clowney, like you said. So they, they got some young playmakers on defense who are, you know, starting to starting to take their strides into that, that star role. Um, so I think that – they're looking good at the right time, starting to get better at the right time. And um, I think that's, that'll bode well for them. And the Eagles, though, their, their defense looks very good against the Patriots, um, obviously holding them only to 17 points. So I like what the defense is doing. I think that it will be a good battle. And I think that um, eventually late in this game, Seahawks will probably win by uh, one score. It is tough to win at the link. Been at a couple games over the years. Some of the worst games the Giants have ever played in their history, by the way. You mentioned the Seahawks defense. I don't know if you're aware of this, but um, on the ground and through the air, uh, the Eagles are actually giving up less yards uh, in both categories, and it's not even close. That said, Russell Wilson is the MVP, and I do believe that them Seahawks are going to light them up. And and I think dropping to five and six is definitely um, putting the Eagles uh, on the brink of a disappointing season. So, yeah, 
Uh, they have an they have an easy schedule though after after this game they have pretty easy schedule I mean I'll, I'll check it out but um so I mean there's I assume the Giants are probably on that schedule twice, twice. oh that's why <laughs> real easy oh my god I, unbelievable <laughs> they like, they finish off with Dolphins week Red- eleven and they haven't even seen each other yet yeah Ugh. yeah it's weird they still play the Giants twice still play the Redskins still play the Dolphins so the only game after this one is the Cowboys and that will at that point probably be a battle for the NFC East because Cowboys have a couple of rough games going ahead huh. so I think yeah. even if they lose this week you still can't they'll be all right I still yeah I think that they're they're still in the race for sure because with we'll the Cowboys see. you Easy never schedule you never know about them <laughs> All right, keeping it in the NFC East, the Washington Redskins play host to the uh, to the Detroit Lions. Uh, Drisk, uh, Matt Stafford's still out for the Lions. Um, Dwayne, Anybody remember when the Lions were two zero and one? Yeah, yeah, long time ago now. <laughs> it seems like. Uh, and then uh, I mean, if you saw the video of the Redskins, Dwayne Haskins trying to rally rally the old line saying what can I do to help you what do I got to do cuz i mean it's 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 a dumpster out there but uh i mean lions obviously struggling not having their qb but the defense i i still think is very stout and very solid and i mean if any other game is a uh, is if any other redskins game is to show what's going to happen here. You can almost guarantee at least one pick. So I think the Lions get it done defensively. Driscoll can just hand it off. Maybe short passes will get it done. But uh, I, I do think this game will be ugly, but the Lions pull ahead. I think this one will be uh, pretty – I think it will be pretty easy for the Lions, honestly. Look at the Redskins offense. They've been terrible. The, the offensive line is god-awful. Um, they don't have any playmakers on the outside, really, aside from Terry McLaurin. And then Dwayne Haskins, like you said, struggling so far. And that defense, it's, it's not helping either. They, they can't really stop anyone. So I think that Jeff Driscoll showed enough against the Cowboys that um, he could hang around in a game and he could he could do enough to propel you to that victory. And I think that is uh, what he will do on the road in Washington this week. And I think that the Lions will – maybe win by two touchdowns on the road, even with their backup quarterback. Um, I initially had the Lions winning this game. And the more I'm looking at the numbers, the more I'm convinced I was right. Yeah. <sighs> Warned me for a second. I got there. you there, didn't I? Yeah, <laughs> well, Lions are going to win this game. The, the Redskins are an absolute disaster. They They don't score points. They don't move the football. They can't throw the ball. They don't run the ball. They don't stop the pass. They don't stop the rush. And that's pretty much football. So, bad. Summed it up there. Yeah. (laughs) Nothing's going right there. All right. The Titans, fresh off a bye, they play host to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who were unsuccessful last week. But they still got Nick Foles back, and he looks great. I think he continues his success. And like I've said all year, this is, this seems to be a winnable game for the Titans. Therefore, they will lose it. Yeah. I think I was almost with you on that logic, but I, I think I'm starting to come to the point where the Titans' defense is good enough for me where I can I could see them 
even being favored in a game they're expected to win, go out and actually winning it, which a surprise, <laughs> you think, it's the Tennessee Titans, you know. But, I, yeah, I think their their defense has been playing great. The secondary is one of the better in the league. Um, they're getting after the passer, too, with Harold Landry. So, I don't know. I like I like this defense. Obviously, Nick Foles, um, I think he started out hot, but he, he kind of struggled in the second half of that game. So, I expect the Titans to throw a lot at him. And, um, yeah, I think that it will be a pretty low-scoring game because neither of the offenses are too, too explosive. But I think that Derrick Henry will do enough on the ground uh, – and Tannehill will do enough with his arm to keep this game a close one and that the Titans will probably pull away, I'll probably say, by a touchdown on this one. The Titans with Marcus Mariota was not a good team because that was exactly what it was. Whenever Mariota had a game he should have won, he blew it. See, Ryan Tannehill's different. Because Ryan Tannehill should never win a football game in the NFL. So everything he's doing is just bank. He's playing with house money. Uh, and I think that's going to continue. I think that, I think you're right, Sean, that, that their defense is it's better than I think what people thought it was. Yeah. And I think we got a good guy like Derrick Henry, you know, pounding that football. You go win some games in this league, mm. especially when you're playing a team that's horrible. Like the Jaguars. All right. Okay. And then uh, I, I think we got, we're, we're ending off with a couple big games. First of which, Cowboys go to Foxborough to take on the New England Patriots. It's been a pretty consistent theme here for the Cowboys. They look phenomenal. Dak looks like an MVP against atrocious teams. Uh, sadly, our New York Giants is one of those teams. Yeah, yeah. But when it comes time to play big, play against the tough teams, the Dak's nowhere to be found. The defense is nowhere to be found. Ezekiel Elliott's nowhere to be found. Uh, Jay Garrett is barely there. So the Patriots will win this game very handily. And uh, I think we'll, we will put to rest the... Cowboys can get it to the Super Bowl. They can win the NFC if they get their hopes here. Because the Patriots buy a hundred. I'm with you on the the Cowboys losing up. You know, in the big big games after a win against a pretty bad team. While I don't think I don't think it will be a blowout because I think the the Cowboys defensive front will give a lot of fits for that Paso line who is banged up right now. I, they haven't had their center Andrews all year. Shaq Mason is banged up. And then uh, they have Marshall Newhouse and is their their left tackle and, and he's a he's a former Giant and obviously yeah. he was bad when he was here he's still bad four or five years later on the Patriots so I think that with Bennett and uh, Robert Quinn having a great season and D Law I think that they'll get after the quarterback but I do I am gonna go advantage Patriots um, I, the Patriots defense is still elite and I think that. They'll, they'll have some fits for this Cowboys offense. I think it'll be a pretty low-scoring game, like similar to what we saw with the Eagles-Pats this week. I think it's kind of a similar matchup, and I think that, yeah, Pats will probably win by a field goal in this one. I couldn't possibly pick a team to win a game that's lost to the Jets, and uh, that was part of a rough three-game losing streak for Dallas, but... And I think you know you know how my brain works, right? Because if if the Niner, uh, if the if the Patriots win, they go to ten and one. If they lose, they're nine and two. 
And I said all along, I think they were going 14-2 and two this year. Dallas drops to 6-5 and five with a loss in this game. That's bad. Which is almost what makes me feel like they probably win the game. 7-4. and four. That seems like in my brain what I think is going to happen. But you really sold me on the defense. Uh, the Patriots' defense is, I think, the only one not allowing 300 yards a game, defensively speaking, which is, in this league, ridiculous. Yeah. So with that in mind and the fact the Cowboys lost to the Jets, as much as I want to pick the Cowboys, I kind of do, I'm going to err on the side of smart and pick the Patriots. Okay. Cool. Talk myself out of it. You <laughs> yeah. see what I did there? Mm. I mean, going against your logic here, I mean, the Patriots do also still have tough games. They got the Chiefs. And then, uh, I mean. There could still be that 14-2. and 14-2 can still happen. Yeah. And I mean. Texans, too, I think. Yeah. Yeah, they do. And then six, I mean, what was it? Six and five. What would you say? Six and five? That's what that'll be. I mean, that that's eight. To, that's typical for the NFC East. I mean, yeah, getting a nine, like and a nine and seven division yeah. winner, <laughs> yeah. which will end up being the Eagles. Yeah, Might who knows? Maybe. I yeah. hate the Eagles. I hate, I hate the Eagles more than the Cowboys. That's not, no. Yeah, I hate the Cowboys. I think it's probably different for generations, but I could see you hating the, the Eagles more. Uh, they're my, they're my second least favorite, but I I, I want to hate more than the Cowboys. Grew up with a friend who was a Cowboys fan, and then that—that's the whole. Well, thing. that was your mistake. I've never been friends with a Cowboys fan. You know why? They're all scumbags. <laughs> all right. What are you going to say, Cowboy fans? Good. All right. Then another big game, especially in the NFC, Packers go to San Fran to take on the Niners. Um, this one's tough. Uh, Niners got some key injuries, Emmanuel Sanders and George Kittle. I mentioned earlier how I don't think Garoppolo can get it done. Uh, I wouldn't trust Garoppolo in a playoff situation. Too bad we aren't in the playoffs yet. And, I mean, Aaron Rodgers is good and all, but the Niners can get at him, and I expect Nick Bosa to eat him up, and uh, we might have a fatality at our hands. Dude. <laughs> I think I think the Niners, de- the Niners defense – contains and demolishes Aaron Rodgers. I love this matchup for Sunday night. Um, probably two of the better teams, the NFC for sure. I think that um, the only way to negate a great pass rush is, you know, get your quick game passing going. And I, there's not many that do it better than Aaron Rodgers. That's why I think that the Packers will have a little bit of success against the 49ers. And uh, I'm going to go Packers to win in this one. I just think that a lot of people are, are right on the 49ers, especially at home and they're favored. But I, I just have a, I have a weird feeling that the a lot of people are doubting the Packers. Um, you know, the, the defense is very much improved from last year. Offenses look good. They got the running game and the passing game going. So I, th- I think they're a well-balanced team that could um, prove to have fits for the 49ers. I think it'll be a very tight game right down on the wire, but I think that the Packers will uh, pull it out late in uh, San Fran. All right. I think the 49ers are – Maybe the best team in the NFL. Definitely up there. Okay. And uh, it, look, I, I, and and it's unfortunate. I already gave you my my Super Bowl preview. Yeah. It was uh, the Seahawks and the Ravens. I think the Niners are the best team in the league. I think they're the most complete team 
in the league. I think playing 2019 football, I think they've got a good quarterback. They've got a, quite the stable of running backs. Uh, uh, the receiver, Samuel, is having an outstanding year. The defense, just I was just shuffling through the numbers. I mean, that their defense is ridiculous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I didn't really... Um, I, I, I like the Packers. I like Rodgers. He's good. I, I just, I never even had a second thought that the Niners weren't going to win this game. It's a big game with two really good football teams. I just think the Niners, if at home, I just think this is, uh, the odds are, t- are too stacked against Green Bay to win this game. Yeah. I mean, if it were in Lambeau, I think we. It was in Lambeau. I, I definitely think I'd take the Packers. I yeah. think this game in San Francisco, I just, eh, there's no way. Yeah. Even if it's a close game, I just I think the Niners would find a way to win it. All right. Going uh right on the coast, staying in California as the Ravens go to LA to take on the Rams in the Monday night football game this week. I mean, the Rams uh super Super Bowl hangover. They are not playing good football. Um they look like like the Bears or the Broncos or the like it's just they're playing all right defense. Jared Goff's not being able to get it done. Uh, I don't even know if Todd Gurley still exists at this point. But uh, yeah, I mean Lamar Jackson is Lamar Jackson, and I like Aaron Donald, but Aaron Donald will not negate Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson will run circles around the Ra- the Rams and uh Baltimore will get the win. I'm with you on this one. Uh if you if you watch the Rams lately, you've known that they've been terribly struggling the last couple of weeks, especially on offense. Jared Goff has struggled. Uh Todd Gurley's not getting the amount of touches he nearly the amount of touches he has in the first couple of years in the league. So they're they're definitely in a tough spot and uh they're trending downwards while the Ravens are trending straight upwards, probably the best team in the NFL. So this was an easy one for me Monday night. I think that the Ravens going to L.A. and uh, they won. They won pretty big in this one. I'm picking the Ravens to win the Super Bowl here. So I think, well, not maybe win the Super Bowl, but I think they're going to get there. Um, love Lamar Jackson to see. We obviously had a whole conversation about him earlier. I just think that the Ravens defense and and I, you know, the we've been talking about some good defenses. You know, obviously just talking about the Niners, talking about the Patriots. And, and then I think you have to look at, at uh, you know, this this Ravens defense. It gives up yards because teams are losing. I think there's a lot of passing yards that they're giving up. They're dynamite on the ground. But I, I, I think for me, I think the big thing here is uh, the Ravens defense scores points. Yeah, they they find a way to get that ball in the end zone. And, you know, the Rams are trying to hang in there. I think this game's going to turn on a big defensive play uh, by the Ravens, and and they're going to win the game. Yeah, I mean, if the Ravens can hold the Texans to what they did last week, I mean, should be easy for the against the Rams. I sat the Ravens' defense last week because I expected a shootout, and I started the Steelers' defense. Mm. And that's all I got to say no, about man. that. <laughs> Regrets. Yeah. I have a few. <laughs> all right. Uh, the Chiefs, Vikings, Cardinals, and Chargers are all on a bye this week. Now, 
Let us talk fantasy football. Starting off with the perfect lineup for week 11. For QB, both Dak Prescott and Josh Allen had 33 points. Uh, Running backs, Christian McCaffrey had 30. Mark Ingram had 22. Wide receivers, John Brown had 34. And DJ Chark had 30. Tight end, Travis Kelsey had 23. Flex, Calvin Ridley had 28 points. And then the Falcons defense had 23 points. Who you liking this week in fantasy, Sean? This week, uh, my some of my top performers, I think, is going to be for quarterback. I like uh, Jacoby Brissett going against the Texans. Another week off the injury, and uh, you look at his first game against the Texans, he threw for over 300 yards and four touchdowns. So he's had success seeing the martyr this year, so I think that he's going to continue that into this game. For running back, I like Kareem Hunt versus the Dolphins. Um, his first two weeks back from suspension, he's been heavily involved in the offense, especially in the passing game. Yeah, I expect that to continue against a, a bad Dolphins defense. Um, so it, they'll be – They'll use him in the passing game early, and then when they're winning by a lot, I expect that him and Chubb will get a lot of the carries. So I expect a lot of usage for Kareem Hunt this week. Uh, wide receiver, I got my main main man, Golden Tate, uh, going against the Bears. I think that ever since he stepped in the offense, he's been, uh, lo and behold, the, the best target for this team, Daniel Jones' favorite target. Um, you could argued Darius Slayton, but he's Golden Tate has been heavily targeted. Um, he's had some great games, especially last week with the two-touchdown game. I expect that to continue. And against a veteran Bears secondary, I don't know how great Slayton will do. I expect him to do pretty well, but I expect Golden Tate to have the better game. I think that he'll put up big numbers this week, especially if we're trailing. And tight end, um, I like Zach Ertz for the Eagles going against the Seahawks. I think that after the – you know, he struggled early in the season, but the past two games, he's had nine catches in each of them. So they look to get him heavily involved. Probably the best uh, target, especially with Alshon Jeffrey and Nelson Aguilar not playing great. So I, th- I think that he's going to have a huge week against the Seahawks. Tevin Coleman last week had to uh, rush the ball 12 times for 14 yards. Wow. Horrible. Uh, I think he had like four or five catches, though. It, 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 the point total was there. Um, they're playing Green Bay. Green Bay is in the bottom 10 uh, defending against the rush. So expect the Niners. Uh, Matt Morata's got a concussion. I believe he's out. Expect Coleman to get the bulk of the carries. Expect him to have a bounce back game. I know I'm putting all my eggs in that basket. Jonathan Williams running back Indianapolis Colts. If he's available, mm-hmm. pick him up. He's owned by 1% uh, with Marlon Mack's broken hand. He's out this week. Um, Williams is going to be getting the ball. Steve Risser, this one's for you, but Sam Darnold uh, had his best fantasy week last week. Uh, maybe a ride that hot hand, if that's a thing. <laughs> Bo Scarborough, uh, oh, yeah. last week, boy, yeah. what he did. I picked him up. I got I got him. There you go. uh, what a game he had. This guy went from the practice squad to literally uh, playing in an NFL game the next day uh, and, and uh, 14 for 55 in his score. He looked really good. Randall Cobb of the Cowboys. Uh, that might be a, a guy you could expect to have a big week. Um, he's 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 been converting back-to-back 100-yard games for him. 
so so consider him again only 14 percent on good chance he's available yeah he is. and at this point boy isn't that what you want and for tight ends how about Noah Fant from the Denver Broncos 11 targets last week uh he also had a couple of carries and um I don't know 28 targets the past four games a guy probably available who could have a real impact for you so all right I got I, I agree with Bo Scarborough. This dude's a unit. This dude's a tank. I've loved this dude ever since he played in Alabama. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm excited to see him go against the Redskins defense where I, I think he'll have himself a day. Also, uh Devontae Parker, probably the yeah. best I mean, definitely the best player on the Dolphins. Uh Fitzpatrick has to throw to someone and it's Devontae Parker against the Browns who I mean the Browns are struggling as well. And then uh, DK Metcalf going against the Eagles. Uh, this dude's a deep threat. This dude, uh, he, he's get, he's starting to get into the end zone, mm-hmm. starting to get into the swing of things. Uh, he is the second best target behind uh, Tyler Lockett. So I expect him to get a decent amount of yards against this Eagles defense. And then the Lions defense against the Redskins, I mentioned it earlier, the Lions defense is is good. I like the Lions defense and the Redskins. I mean, if you, you're having your quarterback telling your offensive line what's, what's he got to do to help, then, uh, I mean, it's obviously a mess. Now, before we end it, if you are passionate about a subject, do you have the gift for the gab? Are you interested in putting that all together to start your own podcast? If so, check out Clovercrest Media Group. Come and join the Clovercrest Media Group podcast family. We can we you can find all information you need at clovercrestmedia.com. Clovercrest Media Group. The harder we work, the luckier we get. Now, thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for watching on Facebook. You can always like us on Facebook, subscribe to us on YouTube, drawing about G-Men there, and follow us on Twitter. At, uh, at Drawing About G-Men and you can catch all of our past podcasts at clovercrestmedia.com thank you, we hope to see you next time take care Whoa.